Spirit of God, fill us. Give us an awareness of your presence with us. You saw us as we rose this morning. As we strived. As we remembered. As we move forward, you saw us and you see us still. Open our eyes, Holy Spirit, to all that is and all that you are. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Did you see it? I saw you before you saw me. Before you decided to do anything, I saw you. Nathaniel's a little testy. Um, when I first lived, well, most of the time I lived in Denver, I lived downtown. And um, thought we were pretty cool, you know how it is. You're in your 20s, early 30s, you ride your bike to breweries, you do the big Denver bike ride, and you know, you're like shows and you walk places. I had, a, I had a friend that lived in Highlands Ranch and he said, hey, come to this pub in Highlands Ranch. It's really cool. And I said, I'm sure it's not. <laughs> and um, then we would joke that we talked, that we would turn into a pillar of salt if we crossed south of Hamden. And I was kind of ornery about Douglas County, you know, those kind of things. I live in Douglas County now. It's happened. <laughs> and you know, it's not that bad. I'm surrounded by people just like me that tried to stick it out, failed. Now they're in Douglas County, and we try. So I meet my friends up by like Park Meadows Mall, and we think that's fine. You know? <laughs> there's, there's no way we're going to Denver to the cool places. Like, hell, there's this place in Park Meadows Mall parking lot that has some craft beer. How about that? Such is life in Douglas County. So now when people tell me where they're from, I say, that's great. That sounds wonderful. Because I don't have that kind of Denver snobbishness that I used to have. You hear that in Nathaniel. We're kind of all like that, right? Have you ever met someone? They're like, I'm from blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, that's nice. You know, we kind of do that. We, and we kind of classify, especially now we classify the country like good place, bad place liberal place, conservative place, you know, whatever it is. And we have these preconceived notions of what people must be like. We do it with a lot of things. We do it with music. We do it with politics, experiences. So we're always kind of classifying people. And that's what Nathaniel's doing. Philip comes to him like, I just saw this person that is so different. Energy is different. I think that he's the one we're waiting for. And instead of being like, wow, really? Let me hear your story. He goes, well, come to Nazareth. That's where you in Nazareth? Douglas County, like, no way. <laughs> Not going to Applebee's. <laughs> he couldn't enter into it. He couldn't enter into where Philip wanted him to go. What Philip was inviting him into was actually, as we know, 
to be around the most expansive, loving, kind, healing person that's ever walked the earth. But all Nathaniel heard was, he's from Nazareth, and he boxed him out. I don't do Nazareth, right? So he goes, and what happens? Jesus starts defending Nazareth. Jesus says to him, well, you don't like Nazareth, but did you know that Nazareth actually has the highest level of education of anyone? Do you know that Nazareth is actually the county seat? No, he doesn't say that. He doesn't defend. He doesn't say, no, 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 you've read me wrong. Give me another chance. Don't box me in. Don't, you know, we do that. I do it. You know, someone puts us in a box, and I don't like being put in a box, then we start to try to get out of the box, me as forcefully as I can, right? Why? Because I want you to see me for who I am. But Jesus doesn't care. He's not even bothered by the judgment, the categorization, the writing off, the better than, the us, them. That Nathaniel's trying to do to him. Instead, he says, here comes a great man, full of integrity. He sees him. He builds him up. And he says this to him. I know you. I saw you this morning under the fig tree. Epiphany has a lot to do with seeing. It has a lot to do with what we're able to see, what we allow ourselves to see. And for the most part, Nathaniel wouldn't allow himself to see Christ incarnate, love, walking on the earth, because he'd rather see that he was from Nazareth. He missed it, closed-minded, whatever you want to say. But he was seen. He was seen. It was done to him. The seeing was done to him. And all of a sudden, he opened his eyes. said, something's different about you. Are you the Christ? And Jesus says, are you saying that because I saw you? Here's that seeing piece again. Because though you couldn't see me, or you wouldn't see me, and I saw you, now you see me, but what you're about to see, when you follow me, when you know me, you won't be able to imagine it. And we know what that journey is like. We know that Jesus created a community on earth that hadn't been seen before. That included the likes of lepers and prostitutes and sinners, tax collectors, the left behind, the poor. Healed people. He spoke to the most powerful systems on earth earth. He told them to be kind, 
to see. He even said, you think you see, but you can't see. We know that's what's ahead for Nathaniel. But he hasn't even begun to see yet. But this is the same guy that chose not to see. And the same guy that was seen in that place. And then he saw, but he doesn't know how much he will see with Jesus. That's a lot of seeing, right? Let it kind of sit. Epiphany is not about going out to find something. It's not about most of our contemporary evangelical Christian songs, which I've heard many of this season because something's wrong with my air thing, pod, you know. The thing that makes the phone plug into the car. (laughs) So I'm listening. There's a lot of movement in modern evangelicalism about, guess what I found? I believe it's all us, right? And there's a place for that. I strove. I discovered. That is true. Epiphany is about God saw. God knows. God holds. Are you aware of it? When you were under the fig tree, in your categorical framework, in your unseeing, in your closed-mindedness, you were seen. That is why we open our eyes. Because it's astounding. It's inviting. It's expansive. The invitation to us for Epiphany in the next week is to allow our eyes to be opened, our hearts to be soft, that we would experience the seeing of God, the gaze of God in our lives. And just for a second, to put down consciously Put down the categorization, the looking down on, the looking up on, the us versus them, the binary, whatever you want to call it. Let it rest. And the prayer is, open my eyes, Holy Spirit. Open my heart. Openness, expansion, that's epiphany. Reject the things that put life and all creation and you and people in a box. We know about it all, right? Then I've been off social media for a little bit, then I got back on to sell a refrigerator. And (laughs) it is full of it. It's one per, I don't even subscribe to these people. It's just person after person. Let me tell you about this side. Let me tell you what you should believe. It's all us, them. And I think there's so many people 
that are walking out of the church. Well, there is a lot of people walking out of the church because of that. And there's a lot of people that are closed off to God and they've left completely. Because our minds have been so poisoned with this dead thought. Christ calls us to openness, to experience, to love. So that's what we do for Epiphany. Throw out everything else that doesn't contribute to that. Please. It's only like four weeks. It's only four weeks. For four weeks, it's not going to kill us to say, let me, Holy Spirit, have an open mind and an open heart towards you, creation, others, myself, and help me to see and experience that I have first been seen by you, held by you, and loved by you. It'll change your life. I'm going to talk next week about the hymn, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. It was written by a woman that um, was blind, actually. And her story is insane. But that's the epiphany call. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. That everything else would fade away in the light of his glory and grace. His love. Let it happen to you. I have a friend. His spiritual practice, he would lay on the floor. And he would say, God, give me your love. He would say, and for all those people who don't want your love, give me theirs. <laughs> That's epiphany. Openness. Receptivity. Got it? So Bloom, let us be so, so open. Rejecting what we think we know. Categorizations judgments about ourselves and others in this world that would hold us back from the seeing of God. Because when that happens, and that's Lent, we will see things that we never imagined. You start living on a plane that's higher than everything else. You're open to the spirit, to Christ, the cosmos working in this world. It's beautiful. Step one, let's be open together. Sound good? Well, that's it. That's Epiphany. Go to the gym. <laughs> Just kidding, I'm not going to be there. <laughs> let's stand for the prayers.